Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Wired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Sunday, March 19th. Today's episode is going to be a full episode about nutrition. We think that this one could really help you guys cut through just a lot of the BS that you hear about and just like the fad diets and strategies and, and all this clutter of things that we feel like we have to do in order to have success in our nutrition, when in reality, it really just comes down to simplifying things and crushing the basics, guys. But before we begin, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash Bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients, 20 grams of protein, and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the so-called, you know, healthy protein bars that you find on the market are actually heavily processed. You know, a lot of protein bars nowadays are simply just pretty much glorified candy bars at the end of the day. So always make sure you guys are checking those ingredient labels. And this is ultimately why we love the Nash bars, because we know that all the ingredients, all the ingredients are minimally processed. And this truly is the good for you protein bar. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes after today's episode um, for the next restock of the Nash bars, which will take place on Thursday, March 23rd at 6 p.m. So on to today's episode, which is episode number 77, cutting through the BS and simplifying your nutrition. And so, you know, guys, we really think that nowadays things are just so complicated when it comes to nutrition. You know, you, you have so many different trains of thought out there on social media, on the internet, and mainly on social media, because that's what 90% of people are, you know, looking at and consuming their information from. And so there's just so many different arguments and viewpoints. And I think it's just really important to start this off by, you know, really kind of differentiating between like, you know, what really matters, you know, and what really doesn't matter, you know, how you guys can start making your priority list around, you know, what you know, is going to get you the results. And then, you know, putting aside all of the other clutter and, and just confusion in general. And I think that this is something that's so important to talk about, you know, in this whole realm of fitness in general, because whether it's nutrition or training, um, you know, there's so many different different sides of the argument guys and and when you learn more about this idea of nutrition and, and training and you really start to see like the bigger picture of things you you really do start to realize like just how not black and white everything is even though you know that's kind of how we make it seem especially on social media and so obviously like the extremes are what sell like that is like to get your attention on social media a lot of these fitness influencers and a lot of people that are just talking about fitness and especially nutrition in general like even the nutritionists um you know out there on the internet you know everyone is really trying to grab your attention with polarizing topics polarizing viewpoints and really just the extremes in general and i think that's what we're seeing now more than ever because we are so distracted you know as a society in our consumption of information and so you know a lot of people are exploiting you know the engagement and the, getting people's attention based off of the extremes and unfortunately it's kind of landed us where we are where we are now you know anytime i'm on a call with a potential client we always get to this topic of nutrition and like nine times out of ten individuals are so 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 very confused like literally don't even know where to like begin because there is so much crap out there and so you know we really want to just help you guys kind of sort through that and get very clear on like what really matters so i really want you guys to you know take like all the ideas like all these rules out of it like really take away i know like a lot of you are probably like thinking right now like oh my, oh my god i gotta intermittent fast i gotta watch my carbohydrate intake i have to you know calorie cycle day by day i've got to do paleo i've got to do keto i've got to meal prep my meals every single day five times or seven times a week to, to have success like i'm telling you guys like all of those things i just described are catalysts that can potentially help you get to that goal. So, you know, we see a lot of these like methods and, and topics thrown around, you know, all over the internet when in reality, guys, like 
they're all techniques to do the same outcome. You know, whether that's fat loss, weight loss, you know, or muscle gain and, and weight gain to some capacity, like all of these different techniques and things you guys are hearing about are just simple tools to help you get from point A to point B. You know, it's like deciding to take like an SUV versus a car to get to the same end, des- end destination. Like it's the exact same thing. Um, so when it comes to prioritizing, like what means the most? Like what, what, if you're someone new coming to me, like, Hey, what can I focus on, you know, to crush my nutrition? So whether you're someone looking to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, the number one thing that will always play the biggest role in manipulating that outcome is your total caloric consumption. So, you know, aside from like the keto, the paleo, all these diets and techniques at the end of the day, guys, if your total calories are not in line with the outcome that you're looking to achieve, you are going to struggle heavily to get to that outcome. And a quick story, um, you know, just about this is, is back when I was like, so stuck on keto, I remember I was like following all the rules, like, you know, make sure you get all your energy from fats instead of carbs, make sure you're eating a high protein diet. So mainly just protein and fats. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm crushing it. You know, I'm hitting protein, I'm hitting fats, I'm not eating carbs. But in reality, the the funny thing about that was is I wasn't tracking my calories. So I was like literally running in quicksand thinking I was doing keto, thinking I should be successful because I'm following the rules of of fats and protein, when in reality, my calories weren't in order. So I was really struggling to lean out and gain weight. So this is where, you know, no matter what crazy or or so-called perfect diet you can possibly muster, if the calories are out of order, guys, like we will struggle heavily. And that's why I think so many, you know, get frustrated in their training too, because, you know, you're going to be running, unless you guys start tracking and like getting a better idea of like where your nutrition stands, you're really going to be running in circles because it's always just, it's almost like running in quicksand. Like you might get a little bit above the sand, but then you're just going to fall back down in there and then a little bit above the sand and then you're just deepening yourself back down in there. That's kind of how I almost think about like training without focusing on your nutrition. Like you make, you get a little bit ahead of the game, but then you take, take like five steps back and then, and then you regress. So it's like, this is why the nutrition is so important. And then, you know, when we think about protein, so I always, always want you guys prioritizing calories because at the end of the day, that's what's going to manipulate whether you're gaining, losing, or maintaining your weight is your total amount of energy intake or caloric intake. Now, where do the other pieces of the puzzle come in, such as like the protein, carbs, the fats, your macronutrients. So when we think about protein, guys, I really want you to associate like protein intake with body composition. So when you're thinking about protein intake, we know that that is going to help facilitate protein synthesis and ultimately help our muscles recover and grow. It's also gonna help facilitate our metabolic rate. You know, the more um, protein we're consuming, actually, the more calories we're gonna burn at rest through that thermic effect on food. So that's really where, you know, our body is actually breaking down nutrients to utilize those protein calories. And then when you guys think, and then this is what's so ironic is like, we stress so freaking much over carbs and fats when in reality guys like that is like honestly in my opinion like last on what you should be literally worried about so you know this could save a lot of you guys years and years and years of headaches like i know um i was driving myself crazy like following the rules of keto yet the calories never being in order so when you guys are like really thinking about your carbs and fats this is a big reason why for a lot of my lifestyle clients i just have them track calories and protein because you know unless you are trying to make like very 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 specified you know changes to your diet and the you know the outcome of your physique based off of what you're consuming like you really don't have to get very technical with those carbs and fats you know as long as your total calories are in line you can kind of figure out how you best like to distribute those carbs and fats so just see those as energy you know your carbs and your fats are 
your energy sources. Carbs are more readily available, fats are less readily readily available, yet still are your main energy sources. So when we're thinking about, you know, calories, protein, carbs, fats, guys, you know, don't drive yourself crazy. Always understand that total calories will always matter. That doesn't that doesn't mean it literally like meal timing out of it. Um, you know, specific how many meals a day, you know, at the end of the day, guys, your body will see the total amount of calories the same, no matter if you just cut it up in a bunch of different meals, whether you have, you know, all your meals in the morning, all your meals at night, all your meals uh, spread throughout the day. It's the total calories that will always matter the most. And so, you know, with that information, guys, you can then get very clear on, you know, what really matters. So at the end of the day, like, you know, Christine and I kind of think about this, honestly, from like a prioritization checklist, where like, you know, we mainly focus on um, full macros and calories. But then, you know, in some cases, we'll do just calories and protein. And then in other cases, it'll be just calories. So almost think about it on like a prioritization list of like, you know, in a, in a perfect situation or in an ideal situation, I want to be focused on depending on the goal, you know, for us, obviously, it's full macros and calories, but you know, you can still get very far in, in progress, depending on what goal you're looking to achieve, just focusing on calories, just focusing on calories and protein. And that's kind of how we progress and regress our nutrition coaching with our clients, you know, as it is. And so, you know, once you guys like basically understand those fundamentals, then you really just have to get clear on what is the end goal I'm trying to achieve. So like, am I trying to get into a cutting phase, you know, where I'm going to pull calories away um, and try to get myself into an energy deficit? Or are you someone who's trying like maybe to put on some size, you know, say you're someone who's like very lean, struggling to put on that muscle tissue and you're trying to eat more or you're trying to maintain, you have to get cl- get clear on what that main goal is because then everything else can fall into line. Then you can get your calories to match that goal. You can even get your, your protein and potentially full macro count you know, to match those goals. So it's very important to you know, get very clear on what that goal is so that we can then you know, basically change our calories to match that end goal um, you know, we're ultimately looking to achieve. And so if you're someone who's really trying to find out like, where am I really at? You know, am I someone who is, you know, eating too little? Am I someone who's eating kind of like at my threshold where I'm maintaining or am I eating, um, you know, more than I'm burning and I'm gaining weight. And one of the best ways you guys can get clear, you know, on where you're at, aside from like different fitness calculators and all of that, like literally one of the most simplified ways to get an idea of where you're at is just to start tracking what you're eating. So, you know, you can download any, you know, of these food tracking apps and literally just start tracking what you guys are eating seven days a week. And then you can gain a really deep understanding for, you know, how far am I really off? You know, over this seven day average, you know, what has my weight done? How has my body changed? Um, how has my hunger levels been? Like I would, we would honestly say like, how long would you tell them? Like, would you recommend them kind of like tracking like this? I'd say five to seven days. It's good to get a good gauge of weekdays and weekends and be like completely honest because we have our clients do this when they first come to coaching with us and I have them do at least five days minimum and you don't want to be like on your best behavior here. You want to like truly be honest with your food log because lying in my fitness pal or my macros plus whatever app you choose is only going to do you a disservice because then you're not going to have an accurate depiction of where you're coming from. I see a lot of times we underestimate what we're eating when we're tracking for those five days. We'll be on our quote best behavior. You eat 1200 calories, but what we don't see on the other side and that's not like best behavior because that's way too low of calories for any human being that's not you know a 
kid. But what I see is we're underestimating during the week, and then on the weekends, we're dramatically eating over that goal. So your weekly average is dramatically different, which determines your weight. Your weight gain or weight loss is determined by your weekly deficit or weekly surplus. So if you're under eating all week and overeating on the weekends, you want to factor all of that in and get a true idea of where your baseline is, not only for calories, but also for protein. That way you're not going from 75 grams of protein to 200 in one day. Number one, your digestion won't be very happy. Number two, it's going to be a huge change for you. So getting that that clear baseline is super important. Yeah, and even though like Chris and I will take like a five to seven day average to get an idea of like where we kind of want to meet our clients at, you know, for, for if you're someone listening who like wants to use this technique to kind of figure out like where you're trending, obviously like the longer you go, like the better you're going to gain an idea of like what that trend looks like. So even if you extend that into like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, like you're going to really, especially if you are like really on target with your tracking, you are easily going to be able to tell where you're kind of um, trending toward. Like, are you trending toward gaining more weight? losing more weight maintaining and it'll be very easy to see the longer you guys go and then you can simply adjust your calories accordingly I would say like that's one of the easiest things you can possibly do like if you're someone on your own trying to figure out like where am I at and how far away am I you know from my goals essentially. And if you guys want an even more in-depth explanation of this, we have four different podcast episodes where we talk and break down each one of these phases. We actually have a reverse diet episode, which is episode 54. This would be a great one to listen to if you're someone who has tracked, you know, a five to seven day average and have have gained a better understanding of kind of where you're eating. Because we think that that will help a lot of you out there um, when you get that five to seven day average. And then we have episode 55, which is how to achieve a calorie deficit. Episode 56, which which is our maintenance phase episode, and then episode 57, which is the building phase. So definitely make sure you guys go um, and check out those episodes. We'll kind of break down more specifics on like calorie macro distributions and things like that. So make sure you check out those episodes. But another area where we have found this whole you know simplification of nutrition and, and getting very clear on what your goals are and then eating for those goals, another area where this really helps guys that's so freaking underrated is how it helps you with your grocery shopping. Like something that Christine and I have noticed since, you know, we started implementing a lot of these things together. We started obviously, you know, dating and grocery shopping together and, and strategizing around, you know, kind of our nutrition and our goals and our eating habits together. Um, something that we've really noticed is just how efficient this makes literally everything. So like, for example, when we go to the store every week, like we know exactly what our meals are for that week, literally like breakfast, lunch, dinner. And so it took us a couple of weeks to kind of figure out like exact quantities, obviously, and things like that. But once you get into a role with this and you kind of replicate those same meals, at least for, you know, a couple of weeks at a time, you guys will know exactly the amount of quantities to get of each major like protein, carb, fat source that you buy um, versus like how we normally do things at the grocery store, which is where, you know, we just go in and just kind of like buy whatever the hell we feel like. And then we get to the end of the week, we waste a bunch of food and, you know, we're probably spending a ridiculous amount of money on all these groceries that half the time we're throwing away. So you guys are kind of already seeing like how this strategy will help all of those areas. And so this is where, you know, we know exactly not only how much we're going to get and what we're going to get at the store, but we know, you know, exactly how much we're spending every week at the grocery store. So not only does this help us with our financial goals, it also helps us with our fitness goals. And anytime we can marry, you know, multiple of those things together and kill, you know, multiple birds with one stone, why would we not? And so, you know, we've found this to just be so helpful and it allows us to take that same time and energy we would otherwise put toward, you know, stressing about our meals or like overcomplicating our meals and just, you know, keeping it simple, replicating things, you know, week in, week out, swatch or uh, swapping every, um, you know, couple of weeks when we get tired of those meals, but we have a system to it. And this really does help us, you know, 
keep everything organized and just dedicate so much more time and energy to other areas of our lives versus like stressing about just like being fancy with our nutrition. Yeah, not only does that help you with your financial goals and also your fitness goals by keeping it simple, it also helps you with pre-logging, which is one of the most proactive ways you can go about your nutrition. And we have a whole episode about being proactive. And basically that means like you're creating a to-do list in MyFitnessPal by pre-logging your food versus getting to the end of the day and being reactive. I see this all the time when people are new to tracking macros. And this was me for a very long time before I even knew about pre-logging and things like that. But basically, if you're being reactive at the end of the day and you have all these calories left over or you have no calories left over and all this protein left over, that means you weren't being proactive enough to pre-log with protein in mind. So I'm going to teach you next how to simplify your nutrition by creating a meal framework. What I do with my clients when I set a calorie goal, a protein goal, let's just say we're only using those two goals. Fiber is also super important. It's not a macro, but it's something that you should have throughout your day and each meal because it does help with digestion and hunger levels, especially if you're in a calorie deficit and it's one of the like most forgotten pieces of nutrition. And it just comes from fruits and veggies. So if you have color at your meals, you're good. But basically creating that framework, if your calorie goal is like, let's just say 2000 calories and you're eating four meals a day, something to consider is like your meal frequency and your schedule. If you don't have time for four meals a day, personally, I only eat three meals a day and my calories are around 2000. I take 2000, I divide it by three. That's how many calories I'm aiming for, for each meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I take my protein goal. It's around like 140 grams of protein. I divide that into three meals. That's my protein goal for each meal. So as I'm pre-logging, if my protein is below that for each meal, I increase the portion size. I eat like seven ounces of protein like per meal. And for my protein oats in the morning, I do two servings instead of one because I need around like 40 to 45 grams of protein per meal. So that helps you pre-log with those frameworks in mind. Like take your total calorie goal right now. If you're someone who tracks calories, tracks macros, divide it into realistically how many meals fit into your schedule. Then take your protein goal, divide that. Same with carbs and fat if you're someone who tracks full macros. And then just make sure as you're pre-logging through the day, you have a colorful fiber source at each meal. So the three pillars that I recommend obviously having at each meal, protein first, Even if you're eating out, this is a great framework to go off of. A lot of my new clients will say like a win for the week is just like eating out and choosing a protein forward meal. It's such a simple swap you can make that goes a really long way. It keeps you full. It helps you hit your protein goal, helps build that lean muscle mass. And then you're not choosing something that's more, you know, processed or like a soul food when you're out to eat. So having a protein at each meal, having a complex carb, that's something that's going to help you balance your blood sugar any carb source will do here. You want to make sure you space out your carbs, fat, protein at each meal because it's going to be really hard when you get to the end of the day and you're like, all I have left is fat. Of course, none of us are going to complain about having to eat a couple spoonfuls of peanut butter or almond butter. I know we do it here and there, but being proactive and pre-logging will help prevent that from happening. And old me, like I wanted to share a little bit of my personal story with low fat, high fat, you know, keto, intermittent fasting. I used to also be on that same track when Zach and I met. I think we were both doing like intermittent fasting, high protein, high fat. And I will say like I overcomplicated my nutrition for so long because I yeah. thought like what I had done before wouldn't work because I was like bodybuilding. I restricted. I did a balanced macro split then. But then afterwards, I really lost my way and like couldn't figure out how to like find it back to balance. Then I was like, oh, intermittent fasting helps people lose weight. Ultimately, it just creates a calorie deficit and that helps people fit their eating window into a smaller window. But for me, what I needed to do was like reverse diet, repair my metabolism, and eat balanced meals. Like honestly, now I don't have an eating window. I don't intermittent fast. I eat balanced carb, fat, protein, obviously high protein, but 
I eat more than I ever have. I eat every single macro in a balanced fashion. I eat high fiber, high protein with every single meal, and I'm the healthiest I've ever been. So you don't have to fall into the fads out there of like low carb, high fat, whatever that may be. Just have a balanced plate with these pillars at each meal. Figure out what works well for your schedule. Divide those macro goals, calorie goals, into how many meals you need to have per day. And that's gonna create a meal framework that you can use forever. All these go-to meals we're gonna share here soon, we just swap, we just like plug and chug in my fitness pal and we take, like if we get tired of our breakfast, we're really creatures of habit. So I wanna mention that before we go into our go-to meals. We can eat the same thing for like five or six months to be honest, I feel like. <laughs> and once in a while, we'll just look at each other and be like, are you getting sick of this dinner yet? Like we're, we're just gauging how bored we're getting with it. And most of the time it like can last a really a long time. But if we get bored of a meal, we don't say let's rehaul our entire menu. We just swip, watch, we swatch out our dinner or switch out our dinner. And we'll do the same with lunch a couple weeks later. We don't switch out every single meal all at once because that's a lot. You have to completely change your grocery shopping, your menu, your bulk prepping, which also is a proactive way to get ahead with your nutrition, which is just bulk prepping like your shredded chicken. That's what I do every Sunday or Monday for the week ahead. And if we're both eating shredded chicken, I'll do it again on Wednesday, like a mini bulk prep so we have enough protein to last us. That's one way you can slip into being reactive when like your chicken is frozen in the freezer and you have no way to hit your protein goal that day. Then we're being reactive instead of proactive. So just really getting ahead of the week and then simplifying your menu, just like literally sitting down and being like, okay, what do we want for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And we'll talk more later about like, if you have different preferences, if you have different macros, obviously Zach and I don't have the same macros, calorie goal, protein goal, but we eat very similar meals because our protein sources and our menu for the week is very similar. Yeah. And so when you guys are trying to figure out like, what are those go-to menu items or like my go-to meals, the most important thing to do guys is to not like pick stuff that you dislike or pick stuff that's like super bland. Like obviously like simple is different from bland. You know, we, we, we still make simple meals yet they are still very delicious. And so what I would tell you guys is just think about like some of your favorite meals. Like, you know, for example, you know, one of my favorite meals is literally pasta. So guess what Christina and I do? We kind of replicate like our own version of a healthy pasta dish. And so, you know, when you guys are trying to figure out what these meals look like, just think about stuff you like and then try to replicate it with something healthier. You know, we do the kind of the same thing with like a Chipotle bowl. We kind of do our own like shredded chicken bowl with some rice, veggies, a hot sauce, some salsas. Um, you know, we kind of make our own version, for example, of like a Chipotle bowl. And so, you know, you guys can get creative. It just takes a little bit extra effort. And if you are intentional and you find some of these swaps, like you guys will be just, you guys will be so shocked at like how good and how like yummy you can make these meals even with them being healthy. Like I know that that's probably like one of the things that fires up like Christine and I the most with clients is like when they tell us like, hey, I'm doing this like go-to meal or like, hey, I'm replicating this protein source and just kind of like switching out the carb, for example. Like there's so many ways you guys can simplify this. That's why I really like that tip Christina gave about like, really finding like your main protein source first and then building those meals around it. Because like, for example, in our pasta, like we just, we, for our protein source, we'll do like ground beef and um, chopped up chicken sausage is the main protein in the pasta. But you know, a, an easy swap that we just made actually this week was like, we were doing penne noodles for a while that were sweet potato based and protein based. And this week we switched to a more of a rotini um, and it's lentil based. And so, you know, you can switch those little things around to keep things exciting and keep things flavorful. But you know, still maintain consistency, you know, nonetheless. And so I think if you guys can do this, it'll just help so much more because I, I see it a lot, especially with the guys that I coach where, you know, they get into my program and they're like, all right, I got to make, you know, I got to make uh, broccoli, chicken, rice. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like 
No, you do not. Um, unless you, you enjoy make, that. Unless you really like get fired. Yeah. Unless you're literally like, dude, I freaking love broccoli, rice, chicken. I could eat it every freaking day and never miss. If that is you, then hell yes. Go all in on that every single day. Um, obviously, try to switch it up a little bit for your gut. But anyway, we're just trying to paint that picture for you guys that if you can get real with like these go-to meals like Christine and I have done, you know, even for ourselves and for our clients, it'll just make everything so much easier. Then, you know, when you're going into my fitness pal or your food logging app, you've got all of your recent items and it's just plus, 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 maybe change a couple quantities here and there. Super easy to do. Um, but once again, it does take effort on your guys' end and always know that incremental change is always better than like changing everything overnight guys i think that that's something just so important to talk about right here before i hand it back over to chris but something like i'll hear a lot from clients sometimes is like i'll give a meal idea and they're like like oh like that's not nearly as good as like the original for example and it's like well dude no shit like in some cases that the original might be a little bit better um i honestly would beg to differ with some of our meals i think ours are fire but you know if we're, we're kind of like spoiling our taste buds almost like we almost get so like acclimated and used to you know those those highly processed foods and and those foods that are literally like chemically made to get us to crave them more um yes it will definitely take some time to kind of like overcome certain cravings that that, that you do have on certain foods to obviously like get used to you know this newer form of eating more healthier less processed but it, it's so doable like i always tell my clients like it's hard until it's not hard like you know it you feel that resistance until you discover you know one two three maybe meals where you're like oh my god these are so fire um and then it actually gets you fired up to eat those healthier meals so there is without a doubt guys like kind of a little bit of you know just a journey there. You know, I think with anything when it comes to like fitness or, or nutrition or, or health or training, um, you know, we can get very much so used to the comfort in the life that we've kind of developed for ourselves, you know, comfort around going to the fast food, comfort around, you know, sitting on the couch, not, you know, focusing on our steps. Like it is always obviously easier and, and more comfortable to take that route sometimes, but just know that through doing the work through, you know, being honest with yourself and finding like those meals that are healthy, but that you actually enjoy, you know, not just forcing yourself to eat a certain way, you'll be just absolutely shocked at how healthy you can basically structure your eating while still eating things that you guys actually enjoy. And if you're worried about like eating boring meals, just because it's whole foods, you can make them taste really good, which is like spicing it up with condiments or just like flavoring things up. But ultimately we are, what we do most of the time. So we all know that like eating whole foods, eating protein, eating fruits and eating veggies is like what our body thrives on. It's like putting gasoline in your car. Like you want to have a premium gas for a luxury car, but also you want to save that room for like soul food and processed foods. But if you're only fueling your luxury car with like regular gas, it's not going to operate as best as possible in an optimal way. And that's what we want you guys to focus on is like eating these goal foods and having these go-to framework meals that are made from like whole food sources. You're shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. We rarely go down the aisles. We get like microwavable rice packs and that's, you know, easy and convenient for us, but it's still goal food. Um, but you can save like your snacks and your weekend eating for that soul food time. We're not saying you have to eat your go-to meals like on the weekends. We definitely gravitate away from that and like eat out on the weekends or we'll have snacks on the weekends. But we're not doing that most of the time. So if you're someone, a couple of things I hear are like a big struggle with simplifying meals with clients is I like to eat out, fast food is easier, and I, these foods taste really good to me, you know, going through the drive-thru. 
I'm like, okay, what do you get at the drive-thru? And it's like a wrap from Chick-fil-A. I'm like, we can make that at home with these couple of items. And they're like, oh, wow, like that was so easy. Or if you get a certain salad, like I love this restaurant by us, Kitchen Social, and they have this really good salad. So I looked at the menu. Like I literally looked it up online. I get it like every time we go there. And I remake it at home now with like shredded chicken and, and fruit. it's so good. And it's so good. And it's like I look forward to that when I go out to eat. Now that I'm making that as a go-to meal or go-to meal for me throughout the week, when we go out on the weekends, I can get something that's more soul food based, like a taco or something different. So replicating the meals, like literally look up the menu at your favorite restaurant. We went to Arizona. There was a certain smoothie that I wanted. Like I probably had it like three times when we were there for three days at Chop Shop. So I looked up the menu when we got home. I got all the ingredients and I made it as my lunch for like, it was a really good like summer smoothie. So all summer I drank it. And that was my go-to meal for the summer because I replicated something I got out to eat. Number one, it's saving you money, it's saving you time going through the drive-thru and it's also saving you calories because you can make the same thing in a 1% better way at home, but just being in control of the portion sizes and the and ingredients. Like what you cook with too because even yeah. if you eat something healthy at a restaurant like even like our, our beloved chipotle like i know i even have clients that like crush chipotle but you know these places are unfortunately like using highly processed oils so like even when you guys are eating out like me and christina were even talking about that like oh we had like the brussels sprouts somewhere but it's like no they still are cooking that in you know those processed oils and so nonetheless it's just like you're always no matter what unless it's literally like a town hall or rebel which what like we have here who are like more health conscious restaurants that like outspokenly use um, non-processed cooking oils, like unless it's literally a restaurant like that or like true food, like you can just assume that all of the food that you're eating at a restaurant is going to carry a much higher caloric value. Yeah. And if you're eating out one way, you can like not get around it. Like it's good to have non-inflammatory oils just for like your internal health. But from a calorie perspective, when you're logging, just like add a tablespoon of olive oil on top of what you're logging. Cause they're probably cooking it in either butter or oil. But for me, I always ask for butter free, which is hit or miss because some restaurants don't listen to you. If you just say you have an tolerance which is a little tricky and that's why we choose to eat from home quite a bit but if you ask for like it to be cooked in oil instead of butter just make sure you account for that in your my fitness pal log when you're pre-logging and planning ahead but another thing that i hear is a big struggle with nutrition is my significant other eats a certain way and it's really hard to stay on track with my healthy meals when they're eating unhealthy meals and i'm like okay well can we bridge the gap you don't have to eat chicken rice and broccoli and they don't have to eat pizza each night for dinner but if you guys cook a meal together you can make it taste really good so even if zach and i were not on our health and fitness journeys like listen to what we're eating per day for our go-to meals i'm eating like protein oats and of course that's a goal meal Zach's eating Nash bars, like protein bars. We're eating like beef. We're eating like Chipotle bowls. We're eating pasta. We're eating good. Like we eat tacos. We eat all these meals at home that like someone who's not on their fitness journey would still enjoy. Or if you have kids and you're cooking for someone else, just make similar foods with the same protein source, but just have different portion sizes. One of my favorite stories to share is like our dinners throughout like the years we've crafted like a different menu and like we'll be like known for that thing in the moment like right now it's the protein pasta over the summer it was like our spicy salmon bowl and I would post like his and hers because we have these certain like glass Tupperware that are like one small and one's massive and that's what we put our meals in but it's the exact same meal it's just different portion sizes and for our lunch for a while we kind of got bored with our lunches at different times so I would make the shredded chicken in bulk and I would make like a wrap with like a high fiber tortilla high fiber tortilla salad starter pack veggies and like a sauce on top and Zach would make the same thing but he would put the microwavable rice like the cilantro rice that we get with like hot sauce and veggies so we're eating the same protein but we just had to get a different carb source and a different sauce if that's what you guys like but you're eating something very similar which helps with grocery shopping it helps with like 
creating and cooking those meals and it saves you guys a lot of time and effort versus like butting heads based on your goals like these foods taste good no matter what yeah and christina talking about like the bulk prepping of the chicken it just made me think about how we overcomplicate meal prep so much like I know with a lot of clients I've talked to in the past and even even dealing with this myself, like we have this mindset where it's like we literally have to like have 30 containers, you know, laying out in the kitchen and literally make a meal for every meal or we're not going to be successful. And you guys just heard what Christina said, like we don't even like meal prep all these meals in advance. We know that there is one area that we struggled to make time for, and that was having a, a protein at lunch. So what did we do to solve that problem? We bulk prepped our protein ahead of time have it basically in bulk that we can distribute throughout the week at lunch. And that's the only thing we prepped because that was like the only thing that we were struggling with. So when you guys are like trying to figure out like, do I even need to meal prep? Do I not? Just think about like where you have the most resistance. Like where are you struggling the most in your eating habits and tailor the meal prep to solve that problem. So like for us, it's not about making literally every single meal in in plastic Tupperware every single week. It's literally like, no, like we're gonna cook most of it from scratch, just so happens we need a bulk prep protein, boom. And it makes our life so much easier. So stop viewing this stuff as black and white, like as as like these rules. I feel like that like all these like fucking things in, in nutrition and in training, like there's just all these rules that like don't meet, they don't matter, um, they're irrelevant. And, and that's what we want you guys to realize is like, get so clear on like what really fucking matters. And it's really just like finding those routines and those specific habits that are gonna help you be successful. Like just cause Christina and I do our meals this way, that's honestly why I think it's great like giving you guys meal ideas, but at the end of the day, like you guys have to figure out what's gonna work best for you. So like obviously use this as, um, you know, just like some ideas for to spark some creativity, um, but just really try to find guys, like where, where are you falling short? Like if you're someone who's listening right now, like you're actively trying to get better in these areas we're talking about. So think about what area are you falling short in and then just find a strategy or a technique of all the many ones that we've discussed on this podcast and use it, you know, implement it in, in the area where you're struggling. And if you guys can do that, if you can break free from like the ideology that like I have to follow these very specific rules and you guys just learn how to like beg, borrow and steal the shit we're talking about and other fitness people talk about and other nutritionists talk about, you can then take, you can, you can literally beg, borrow and steal all these different things and figure out what makes the most sense to have you become successful in your fitness journey based off of your goals. Yeah. And if you're somebody who has a hard time making that time to even bulk prep, like if that's your, not excuse, but that's your like resistance to achieving your goals every single week, that's the one thing you have to change to be successful. And a couple of ways you can do that. Like there was one week where we knew we had a busy week. It was like the week of Zach's best friend's wedding. We had a lot going on with work that week and it was like crunch time. We're like, okay, instead of bulk prepping this shredded chicken, can we just get rotisserie and pull it apart? And like that took, like while I was cooking dinner that night, Zach just pulled apart the chicken. We put it in like three Tupperwares. We had chicken for the whole week. It was a little bit more calorie dense than the shredded chicken I normally make. So we had to count for that when we were pre-logging just because it has a higher fat content. Not that it's a bad thing, but you just have to account for it in your macros and in your calories for that week. But rotisserie chicken is an awesome option. If you're someone who is like super crunch on time for lunch, just make like a wrap. You can get like deli meat that's lower in sodium, like the natural cuts and make a wrap or make a sandwich. Like that is one of the easiest things. Like when I used to be in my busy season of life, like interning, working full time in school, prepping, I used to eat like a sandwich every day for lunch. Cause I'm just like, this takes two minutes to put together. I can take it with me to work and I have no excuse not to hit my macros. If I put like six ounces, that's like so many slices of Turkey, but who cares? Like it makes it filling and it's helping you hit your protein goals. And I think we can learn something really important about that example that Christina literally just gave. Like she talked about a different season of life where she was still crushing the outcome yet 
the what of it or like what she was eating looked a little bit different. And this is why, guys, it is so important going back to the beginning of this episode to focus on the numbers. Like when you guys focus on the food and you obsess about the specific food, it is going to drive you insane. And what are you going to do when you're on a vacation? What are you going to do when you're at a restaurant? What are you going to do when you're at a friend's house or a family's or a family's or a, a relative's house? And you know, you're trying to find protein sources or something like that to eat. Like this is why the numbers will always help you guys stay on track. Like focusing on like the diet or focusing on the food itself will drive you crazy but if you have the flexibility to understand like this is the my my calorie budget this is my protein budget my carb my fat and you will then be able to tailor the what of what you're eating to that number that is why you know we don't even you know obviously depending on the situation but you know we we don't even get clients caught up in those different diet strategies or anything like that we help them cut through all the crap you know that doesn't matter and get clear on what really matters and that is the tangible number and the tangible goal that you're hitting when it comes to your calories your protein carbs fats and at the end of the day like we talked about in the beginning that calorie number is the most important and the number one thing you guys should be focused on not the specific food you know not the specific diet fad not the specific thing that you know so and so influencer said like calories that is the number one thing that will matter when you guys are trying to you know change your physique or reach your fitness goals um no matter what they are it starts there and then unfolds into all these other different areas we talked about yeah, and I like to say calories are king and protein is queen because those are the two things you want to focus <laughs> on most. And you can change that verbiage, you know, based on if you're a male or female. But going into go-to meals, one other thing I want to mention really quickly um, is that we're going to include a free life life rewired recipe pack for you guys of like our go-to meals as a couple because we know a lot of couples listen to this and even if you're not a couple like if you have a roommate if you're cooking by yourself you can make these meals fit your macros we're not going to include like the quantities that we eat of it we're just going to include the recipe and like what groceries you need and you can make it fit your macros based on that meal framework i talked about in the beginning of the episode but one thing i do see is a big struggle is that people are either like so far into using protein powders and supplements as their crutch to hit their protein goal or it's on the other side where they're struggling so hard to hit their goals with whole foods but that protein supplement would help push them to their protein goal so you kind of want to be right in the middle like just like we talk about the 80 20 lifestyle when it comes to whole food and soul food, looking at your whole day as like 80% whole protein sources. And then if you need a supplement, like maybe 20% comes from supplementation. We want you guys to get like your greens, your fiber, your whole food sources, like from foods, then supplement with protein. For us, our breakfast is like our supplemental time just because that's our busiest part of our day. We're like, we wake up, we're doing our morning routine, we're getting into check-ins. That's like our deep work set, like session, whether it's a day where Zach's at home, like working from home, online work, or in the gym, we both like have a really like t busy morning basically. So we want that to be our easiest meal. So what we do is I do like protein O's. I just keep it simple. I do two servings of my protein. The recipe will be in the recipe pack. This is the time where Zach uses those Nash bars, whether he's in the gym training clients or at home of Nash bar or protein shakes. Like that's our only supplemental protein. The rest of the day is coming from whole food sources. That means we're eating big amounts of these proteins. So for lunch, I eat shredded chicken, a salad starter pack, some cilantro, lime rice, whatever's left of Zach's pack. And then I add fruits, veggies, and dressing. I replicate that salad I love from Kitchen Social 
but at home. It's kind of a merge between like a Panera salad that I love and a kitchen social one, but I made it my own. It fits my macros. I copy and paste it every single day. I just have to have my chicken bulk prepped and the rest takes me five minutes to put together after I leave the gym. And for Zach, he's switching over his lunch to like a beef, that cilantro lime rice we talked about, and then some zucchini and squash and oil. So his meal has a protein source. It has that complex carb we talked about, has fiber with the color and fat source with the oil and the fat from the beef. And mine, the chicken is my protein source. There's a slight percentage of fat in there because it's chicken with rib meat. And then there's a salad starter pack with fruits and veggies. That is the fiber. The rice is my complex carb and the dressing is my fat source. So you can see we're hitting all these pillars of a balanced plate in our lunch. And then our dinner, this is the recipe. And we've been switching this up a lot lately. So it's the same framework of a meal, but we're switching out the noodles, like from a penne pasta to a rotini pasta. We're switching it out from a red sauce to an Alfredo sauce. It's dairy-free. And then we're switching out the veggies in it. Like it started out with, I think, no vegetables. And then we added spinach. Then we added grape tomatoes. Now we add both of those and mushrooms. So now it's a completely different dinner than what it started with. But we keep the protein sources. We keep the carb source. We keep the fiber source. And it is so filling. And it's something that tastes so good because this is like one of Zach's favorite meals forever. And he was like, I used to think I couldn't eat pasta on my fitness journey, but like we can fit it in and it for me it's 63 grams of protein so it rounds off my day with so much fiber yeah so much fiber so much protein and we're also including that recipe in the show notes but then if we get those three go-to meals in and like as we reverse dieted our calories were creeping up and our protein you know our carbs and our fats were shifting so we kept the same meals we just increased the portion sizes or we filled it in with some snacks that fit our macros and we're easy to grab and go. So if you're reverse dieting or you're cutting, you can keep your same meals, just adjust the portion sizes based on your given macros. And that's going to keep things even simpler. So you don't have to overhaul all of your meals and say like, okay, I have new macros. I have to have all new meals. I have to have a new menu. That's stressful enough as it is. And when you're in a calorie deficit, the last thing you need is stress because cortisol is going to be the enemy of your fat loss and of your weight loss. So keep your meals simple. Follow that framework of a protein source, a complex carb, a fiber source, and a fat source, and just adjust your portion sizes based on your goals, your preferences. And these are meals like that we're going to include in the recipe pack that you can share with anyone in your life. And we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. So you can create your own weekly menu, your own go-to meals, your own grocery list to simplify nutrition. We know that like with this framework, we're able to go like Sunday is one of our busiest days of the week. And even though it's like, you know, a weekend day, we're podcasting, we're client programming, we're going to the gym, we're going to the grocery store. We have appointments and things like that. So going to the grocery store, we know exactly what we're getting every week. We get in and out in like 30 minutes. Like our whole day is done. I bulk prep. We have the week set up for success. So this simplifies our nutrition. It simplifies our day. It gives us more time and energy to put towards like seeing Zach family when they're in town, putting this time towards our business, spending quality time with each other. So don't use that as your crutch of like this takes time or groceries are expensive. There's ways to make this cheap. I shopped at Aldi when I was on prep and I bought all my groceries with my tips from bartending for so cheap. Like you can make it work if you want it bad enough, but we want you guys to stop getting overwhelmed and complicating your meals. And hopefully this helps you track macros with confidence and simplifying your meals will help you just navigate this no matter what season of life you're in. So choose three protein sources and three meals you can stick to for a couple of weeks copy and paste it in my fitness pal and put that energy and time towards other things like leveling up in your personal development, getting into the gym a little bit longer and having that progressive overload. So like this energy and time you're wasting, like researching new fad diets and overcomplicating your nutrition, you can put towards mastering all pillars of your wellness, not only your fitness, but your nutrition, your mental health, like your personal development, everything. So not to be dramatic, but this can change your life. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we hope it helps you cut through the BS that's out there. We're going to include this recipe pack in the show notes and the Nash link is also down in the show notes. Be sure to reference the date of the launch of the drop for Nash 
bars at the beginning of this episode, and we hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Peace out, guys.